change people's lives. You see what I'm just saying? I'm just leaving this up to um, to the body of Christ, but it just came to my mind. I said, you know what? No, no, no. I don't think I want to go there. If I can help family, if I can help other people out there during this time, yeah, share with them the love of Christ. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, so let's dive into, I don't know if um, if God spoke to you uh, to all this, but let's go um, to um, the uh, Lord's Supper. What I'd like to do really, uh, spend some time uh, kind of explaining, first of all, why we do this here and what, what we are to expect. Because it is one thing getting to the habit, into the custom of doing things without understanding. But we need to understand why are we to do this and what to expect. So that when we are doing these things, when we are taking the Lord's Supper, we should expect something to happen. Meaning that when we come to the Lord, I mean, if we do not see anything, then you know what? It is a waste of time. But when we come to the law, understanding why we come and expecting, that makes a big difference. Otherwise, it would have been a waste of time. So let's go first. Uh, uh, I'll be very slow when it comes to our Bible scriptures here. So let's go first to the book of Luke 22nd. Uh, and I will touch on verse 19 and 20. And first of all, and again, let me just place you to the background and the context. And again, it was during the Feast of the Passover. And this is, we are in the New Testament. So they were actually celebrating the Passover. And... Um, Verse 19, uh, you remember first that Jesus sent uh, his disciple to go ahead and prepare, meaning that just the way he instructed them, they went and found this man here that said, yes, a room be prepared. And they went ahead and prepared a room and the food so that they could really celebrate the uh, Passover. So really things took place the way Jesus told them. So it, it was during the Passover feast. It was during that time that uh, Jesus also touched on what we call the Lord's Supper. So in verse 19, and again, this is Luke 22, verse 19, it says, and he took bread, gave thanks, giving thanks to the Lord, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body given for you. Jesus saying, this is my body, the body of Jesus, given for you, given for the disciple, for all of us. Do this in remembrance of me. So we understand that Jesus wants us to continue doing this, remembering Jesus. And then he went on, this is verse 20, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Here we talk about the blood that has been poured out for the disciple, for you and me. So there are two elements here. First, we have the bread and we have the um, blood. So the bread, which is, which is also equal to the body of Jesus Christ. The wine in this case here, which is the blood of Jesus. The blood which is poured out for us. So for us to be able to use the bread, the body of Jesus Christ, for us to be able to use the wine, which is equal 
to the blood of Jesus. We need to understand what those two things are and what they will do in our lives. Because once we get the understanding, it will make so much things, it will make so much things, it will make it easier for us to continue practicing, knowing why we are doing it and what to expect. So they have the numbers of testimony as to what God, Lord's Supper does to people, lives and body and all that. Yeah. So again, the whole idea is really to place you into, first of all, giving you the background and then the context. And when we go back to um, Exodus 12, and from uh, this will be from um, verse 1 through 30. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but just and again, placing into the context so we have a good understanding. So when we go to Exodus 12, for French people, Exodus, douze, so Exodus 12, 1 to 30, that's the whole uh, uh, chapter. But we're going to be focusing on specific Bible verses. And again, here, this is where we do see a great deliverance and the judgment upon the people of uh, Egypt. So when we go to um, chapter, so we're looking at the Exodus chapter 12 and verse 1. Uh, like I say, I'm not going to be reading the whole ch uh, chapter, but just a couple of verses here so that we kind of get an understanding and then we take it from them. It says, the law said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. And then basically these were the instructions from God in regard to the Passover. The relationship between the Old Testament and the New is this year. And again, Jesus in the book of Luke, it was during the Passover. And when we go back to the Old Testament, and again, it was the Passover. What took place during the Passover? You will see that a great deliverance. God took his people out of Egypt. At the same time, a judgment came upon Egypt. And then when we go to uh, verse 7, and again, placing it in the context, Passover context, verse 7 of Exodus 12, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. And again, here, where do we see the blood? We can also see the same thing in the New Testament and the book of Luke that we read. And again, that same night, this is verse 8, that same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. And then we jumped to uh, verse 12. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. And again, 13, the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will 
pass over you. No distractions, says, no distractions, plague will, no distractive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Again, we see what the blood will do in this particular situation. And again, we jump to verse 14. This is a day you are to commemorate. And then giving them specific instructions, giving them instructions that you are to commemorate for the generation to come. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. So we understand why the first, why it was uh, um Institute back in the Old Testament, and why and again the New Testament during Jesus' time they also celebrate the uh, Passover, and again the bread, the body of Jesus Christ, and again the wine, which is equal to the blood. And the whole idea is for us to understand why and what took place during the Passover, so that based on history based on what God did, we can kind of start receiving a revelation as to why we have to do it and what it means to us. So now, let's go to the book of John 6. So we have the understanding here, like from the New Testament, the bread equal to the body of Jesus Christ, the wine is equal to the blood of Jesus Christ. And we do see what the blood did in the Old Testament and we are going to see also what the blood does and what the, the meaning of the body and the meaning of the blood. So when we jump to John 6, and I will take a couple uh, verses here. And again, uh, can you still hear me? Absolutely. Am I moving too fast or is the pace okay here? Uh, I didn't hear anything. It's good, oh, oh, thank Yeah, you. we can hear you very well. Yeah, you know, sometimes I get lost into French, Lingala, Swahili, so I got to make sure that uh, I stay within and people can really understand me. So just in case you do not understand, yeah, let me know. Yeah, so going to uh, uh, John 6, and, and again, placing into the context, because we need to understand why, so that we begin to this custom into the habit of doing it, even ourselves, understanding what should be the expected result. So when we go um, to the book of John 6, okay, going from uh, verse 26 first, uh, no, 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. And then he went on to say this here. And so we understand. And sometimes they ask Jesus questions and then he will answer. So he will help us understand. And when we jump to um, verse uh, yeah, 26, see, Jesus answered again, Verily, 
very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me because we need to understand that you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you for in God the Father, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. You know what? Reading the Bible, I have not seen anybody that had everything, meaning that everything in life. I say, you know what? Now that I've got everything, great marriage, great kids, good job, money, good health, now that I've got everything, you know what? Let me take the time to seek the Lord. I have not seen. I've read the Bible. I have not seen anyone, but most of the people in the Bible and in our life, God will use circumstances, situations to get our attention, to pull us to him. It could be through sickness. It could be through diseases. It could be through a hardship. Any. And that's why sometimes God gets our attention. Or desperation because we, we, we try everything, but I say, you know what? Let me try God. So there have not been anybody. So when people are going to the Lord, it's always for something. We shouldn't feel ashamed. I always say this here if it was not for situation that I went through in my life, I, I don't think I would have had a closer relationship with God. I don't think. I always look at myself like uh, David. Meaning that God allows situations in David's life. And David was so close to the Lord. Versus the life of King Saul or Solomon. Solomon had everything. But look at how Solomon ended his life. I prefer to be like David for hardship, for challenges. But it got him closer to the Lord. I prefer that. Yeah. And so, uh, and again... Jesus said, well, you come to me because you had your fill. You had bread. You had something to eat. Yeah. And then when um, uh, we, we jump to verse 33. Now, this is where Jesus started talking about the bread. And then all these other verses that I'm going to be giving you, just talk about the bread, his body. The wine, his blood. Why am I, would I, am, I, am I going through, I will be going through all this so we can understand what the bread does in our life and what the wine, in this case here, the blood of Jesus, what it does. So when we go to verse 33, and again, the Bible explains itself. The Bible justifies itself. The Bible clarifies it doesn't require for a man to step in and say, hey, let me explain to you the Bible. No, the Bible explains itself, itself. And let's go to verse 33. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. This is Jesus talking to the people, his disciple and the people that came to look for him. This is in verse 33. 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And again, when we jump to verse 48, I am the bread of life. 
So if we understand what the bread does, if we have got a spiritual understanding, he would help us in our expectation that when we take the Lord's Supper, what we should be expecting. And he went on to say in verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And then again, verse 53 to 58. Yes, I will take all that. Jesus said to them, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. These things are spiritual. So we, we really got to put our spiritual codes so that we can get some understanding of what it meant. And he went to, in verse 57, no, 54, whoever eats my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in them i really like this verse 56 whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in them are we looking for revelation to see what we do in this this basically gives a very good understanding what to expect and again, whoever eats my flesh, the bread, the flesh, and drinks my blood, the wine, the blood remains in me and I in them. Can you imagine Jesus remaining in us? Us in Jesus, Jesus in us, how he would transform, change our lives. Because the presence of God, Jesus' presence in our lives, cannot cohabit, cannot stay together with any other spirit. So when we do this, we should expect something that Jesus will be doing in our life, okay? We jump to verse 57, just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that I came down from heaven. Now we talk about the bread here. Let's talk a little bit about the blood. I'll run through this quickly. Romans 5, 9. And again, we see what the blood will do in our life. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we, shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemptions through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Ephesians 2.13. Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then we see what the blood does in our life. First John 1.7. But we walk in the light as he is the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. Revelation 1.7, I really like this. And I always pray 
based on this Bible scripture. It says this here in Revelation 1, 5. To him, meaning to Jesus who loves you and me and has free you and me from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and father to him be glory and power forever and ever. And again, this also reminded of our position in Christ. And again, back to that verse five, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. And he made us to be kingdom and priest to serve his God and father. And again, our position and identity in Christ. Let's jump to Revelation 12, 11. They triumphed over him, over the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. And again, the whole idea is to help us understand what the blood does in our lives. Why it was poured out for you and me and what the bread, the body of Jesus, what it does in our life, so that when we do this, what to expect. Now, let's really, let's go now to 1 Corinthians 12, so we can really start getting ready. Uh, and I'll go from verse 20, this is 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, and I'll go from verse 23, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this Whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for whoever, for whoever, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's touch on the preparation before we really get to the uh, Lord's Supper. Let's touch on the preparations because he would help us prepare for this time here. It will also help us to prepare as we are gay, as we every every single time we are about to take the Lord's Supper. So the preparations here, and again, Paul touched on this here. It will help us again. So going from um, 27, this is the preparation. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine, and we go over, everyone, me, you, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Basically, he's inviting each one of us to examine ourselves before we do this going through repentance and confession. And as we're getting ready, we take the time really to confess our sins. We take the time to think, asking the Holy Spirit, is there anything that I have not repented of? Is there anything that I should confess? 
as we're getting ready to partake. However, we are taught to verse 29, for those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ. Now, let me go. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and the numbers of you have fallen asleep. So you can really see here he's talking about the people that do it without reading discerning. But when people discern and do it with the understanding, so we shouldn't see this because it says, that is why many of you, many among you are weak and sick, and the numbers of you have fallen asleep. So if we do the opposite, meaning that we understand we have gone to repentance, confessions, and we do this, we should not be seeing this weak, sick, and the fallen asleep. No. So the body of Christ, as we partake, as we do this, we should see the opposite of what is listed here. So that's we have to go to the preparation. We don't have only to do it as we get together. There are people that do it weekly. And they have seen, they have been in numbers of testimony. They are people that have been reminded to do it. So we have to understand why we have to do this here, ourselves with our family. All right. So having said all that, let's take the time. Let's take the time, really. Now, this is a preparation time where we, we go to the Lord. Let's take the time to think of anything that we need to repent of. We need to repent it of. Any confession that it doesn't have to be loud, we just turn to the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything that I have missed? Uh, Pastor Andretti, do we have a song that will help us, um, that will lead us into this uh, repentance and confession? Can we think of something? We should have thought of that before. Yeah, and the whole idea, brothers and sisters, us all. One. Huh? Maybe you can ask one of the ladies on the worship team to sing one. Oh, oh, thank you. That's even better. Yeah, is there anyone that would like to just to take us into this repentance and confession? Uh, we are getting ready to take the Lord's Supper. Can either Sharon or Shanake help us out? Something with the blood of Jesus. Might be a. Uh... This is something with the blood of Jesus. Yes, that'll be great. Thank you. <clears throat> The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that Jesus shed from day to day, it will never. It's power. 
the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, will never lose its power, for it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power. Oh, for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the my sister. Father God, uh, thank you for this time that we have spent looking at words that we could understand why we want to take the Lord's Supper. We understand the meaning of the bread, the body of Jesus Christ. We understand the meaning of wine, the blood of Jesus Christ. As we understand, we come to you asking the Holy Spirit to help us. Holy Spirit, you know each one of us. We need your help to remind each one of us things that we have not repented of. Anything that is not allowing us to get closer to you. Any sins in our life that has become a blockage. Any sins in our life that has opened doors to evil spirits. Any sins in our life that brought curses in our lives. Any behavior that has distanced us from you, Holy Spirit, remind us so we can repent it of, so we can confess. We ask for your help, Holy Spirit, because we do not remember and we cannot remember, but with your help, bring to our memory, here we are. We ask for forgiveness. 
forgive our sins, our trespasses. Every single time we have promised to do and we didn't do it. Every single time we have read your word, knowing what to do, but we have forced ourselves to ignore, forgive us. And for every single time we have, we have heard your voice, we have decided to disobey it. Forgive us, Father God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask for forgiveness. Think that we have forgotten about it? We ask for forgiveness. And we plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over our body. That blood that cleanses from every sin, we plead that blood. We apply the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over our body, mind, soul, and spirit. The blood of the Lamb to purify it, sanctifies each one of us. And we plead that blood of the Lord just over every sins and behavior to not only clean, but destroy them so they will not impact our lives anymore. The blood of the Lamb, the blood of the, the, blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that blood that purifies and sanctifies the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb, we plead the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you. We thank you. As what came to my mind is this verse, these Bible scriptures. I think it is in John, 1 John 1. It says this here. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So as we have confessed, we have to believe based on 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And again, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So we shouldn't be thinking about things that we did. We still think that while wow, they still have all of us. No, if we have confessed, we have to believe that God has done his part. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So if we are now ready, let's go. And I hope that everybody has prepared. Did you all prepare your bread and your wine? We mean the grapes, fruit, good. Is everybody ready? Yes. Thank you. All right. God, we thank you as you have given us the understanding and why we are doing this. We want to do it the way Jesus did it. 
We thank you for this grace. We thank you for the revelation and the expectation. We should have joy in our life because we know what you will be doing in our lives. Oh, thank you, Father God. And I'm going to be reading from uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. And it says this, And when he had given thanks, he broke it, we're talking about the bread, and say, This is my body which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. So this bread, in this case, we have used crackers. Father God, thank you. As we present this, we are doing the way we have been instructed and in remembrance of Jesus Christ. So we thank you for this bread. The very same we did, he broke it. We break this bread here. And remembering that this is the body of Christ, which has been given for us. So we're asked to wait until we move on to the wine. And in verse 25, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And we're doing this in remembrance of Jesus Christ. So, brother and sister, let's take the crackers, which represent the bread, the body of Christ. And let's do it all together in the name of Jesus. And again, together, following Jesus' instructions. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. We're taking our cup also. And this cup is the new covenant in the blood of Jesus. Do this. Let's do this together. And again, in remembrance of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, Let's go ahead and drink the one which represents the blood of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the expectation. We thank you for the benefit of the blood of Jesus in our lives. We thank you for the benefit 
of the blood of Jesus in our lives. We thank you as we did this year. We remain in you, Jesus, and you remain in us. Because we remain in you, and you remain in us, our life has to be different. There is no way we can be the same. If you say you remain in us, and us, and us, each one of us, in you. And, and I'm really repeating this here uh, because it's given a good understanding. It says this here in John 6, the book of John 6, verse 56. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Jesus Based on your word that came from you. We have eaten your flesh. And we did drink of your blood. And it says we remain in you and you in us. You being in us, transform, change our life in a particular way. We thank you, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We thank you for your body. We thank you for the blood. Yes, we thank you for the benefit. We thank you for the transformation. We thank you for the impact. We thank you for the, your presence in our life. As we did this, we are expecting to see a change in our lives and around us. We expect to be renewed. We expect to see strength in our lives. And we expect to see anything that is not of yours to be broken and destroyed in our lives. Only your presence we want in our lives. Only your presence, only your glory, only your revelations, only your Holy Spirit, only your gifts, your fruits in our lives. We thank you for your love. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Have your way. Have your way. We cry to you, Father God. We want to see real transformation in our lives. You have seen what we have gone through for so many years. We have gone through so many things in our lives. There have been so many cries. <laughs> many things in our lives. But today we have come to the understanding that it's only you in us. Us remaining in you that we will see real transformation in our lives. Have your way. To each one of us in a special and specific ways. Touch each one of us in a special and specific ways. Change transforms our lives. 
have your way. You have seen us harm. We have cried for so long. But here we come to you knowing our position. We come to you. We ask, have your way. Come and change and transform our lives. We only want you in our lives. We want you to be our priority. We want you to take that first place in our lives. Come with your Holy Spirit. Come with your gifts and your fruit. We want that Holy Spirit that will lead each one of us in truth. We want that Holy Spirit that will teach each one of us. We want that Holy Spirit that will bring revelation from you. We want that Holy Spirit that will give us the strength to witness to other people about you. We want that Holy Spirit that will take us into praise and worship. We want that Holy Spirit that will remind us of reading your Bible. We want that Holy Spirit that will lead us. We want your Holy Spirit, your presence in our lives. We thank you. We thank you for the understanding now we understand what the bread, the body of Christ is doing in our lives. Now we understand what the wine, the blood is doing in our lives. Change us to something special, something different from each one, for each one of us. We want to come back with testimonies. We thank you, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus Christ for that blood that you have poured for us. We thank you, Father God, for your love. Because to the Holy Spirit, you have poured your love in our heart. We thank you. Now we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. And I will turn over Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana, for, for that word that he gave. Really, this morning, I feel so blessed. Praise God. And I feel the presence of the Lord. And I'm sure everybody else is. Awesome. Thank you, Adriana. That's what I've been saying to Adriana for a very long time. We need you uh, teaching the word of God because you could teach the word of God and preach the word of God. And we don't need people like you in the pews. But we need you like leading the, the people of God into his presence. So we thank God that you're for your willingness this morning. And may the Lord continue to bless and use you even more. Thank you. And thank you, Sharon, for that uh, quick response. And now we're going to take prayer requests for 
what I was feeling when you're talking about prayer requests after that um the communion like everyone should be healed there should be no prayer requests <laughs> oh, go ahead I know well yeah. pray about other things yeah. if you guys have uh prayer requests you can mm -hmm. type them in the you know let me actually see Mm -hmm. Put in speaker view. We might see some faces. Nope, everyone's um, hiding. Okay. Uh, even Adriano has gone into uh, hibernation now. I want. I, I just want everybody. Yesterday we um we uh baptized Katrina, uh, and I'm gonna lift her up in prayer this morning. 